Hello, and welcome back to Voices of the Valley Flora and Fauna. This is Shambri and Ramona and Soleil Gaylord. And in this week's diary, entitled A Microcosm in a Milkweed, we will discuss a fascinating plant that is found on our valley floor as well as throughout the West. It is a plant of which I am particularly fond of and yes, have spent you are. four years studying. In fact, I have so much to say about it that we're going to do a two-part series on it. What? Two parts? That's pretty crazy. It's like a BBC miniseries or something. So most of us have casually observed common milkweed. I know I have, but we never really pay attention too much. How many of you out there have blown the billowy, silk, parachuted seeds of milkweed out of their pods and watched them flutter in the wind like a dandelion? I know I have. I have. Have you? Good. Mm. I'm proud of you. So most of us are aware that common milkweed is the main food plant for monarch butterfly larva. But if one were to really take a closer look at this plant from spring throughout fall, the relationship with the monarch is not the only interesting drama playing out. And actually, there's a whole world of beauty which unfolds, you guys, if you just take a little minute to listen. All around that milkweed plant. So I recall stopping along Mayor Pena Boulevard, which I'm Probably all the Telluride residents have driven at one time or another uh, leading up to DIA Airport. Uh huh, baby. And I observed a pocket of short grass prairie, which there still are some pockets along that boulevard, because I noticed a small colony of milkweed beginning to open up there. And so I brought a clipping home uh, of the flowers in my Nalgene bottle. And while I was driving home, I was overwhelmed with the delicious scent and the exquisite little pink globe flowers that make up the milkweed plant and it was only then that I realized that this plant has a highly complex flower structure and since then Soleil and I have observed and learned so many fascinating things about the milkweed including the fact that we do have our very own patch of milkweed on the valley floor. I decided to begin my own cultivation of native milkweed once yes, I understood did. the tragic relation of the loss of this plant across the country due to habitat destruction and spraying of Roundup that is applied to destroy it. The loss of milkweed plants across the country has led to a corresponding collapse of monarch butterflies. Monarch collapse has been noticed for years. Mexico has been blamed for logging the fir forests where monarchs overwinter, but relatively recently, equal blame has been being pointed at America and wide application of herbicides that are destroying large amounts of milkweed, a plant upon which the butterfly depends. After four years dedicated to propagating milkweed, we have made an acquaintance with the plant and have begun to get a glimpse of its unique characteristics. I began by studying the plant's life history from the first emergence in spring and the opening of the fruits and seed dispersal and observed and compared plants in different patches that we spotted along roadsides. I have collected and then planted seeds from plants from different colonies and observed germination and young seedling growth and we have planted the seeds alone as well as seedlings in our vegetation plot on the valley floor. During this process, I have observed the insects that associate with the common milkweed. We will discuss some of the milkweed's unique life history and the relations to some of the organisms with which the milkweed's life cycle is tied. In late spring, you might have to get close down to the ground to see the little sprouts coming out of the ground. Little guys. And where you find one shoot emerging, you usually find many. We were delighted to find them growing in our plot in clusters this spring. Really? These seedlings had popped from seeds that overwintered on the plot. Oh my god. And from pods that we had collected Pop. the seeds from. Just popping out there, man. 
have no fear, right? Interestingly enough, common milkweed grows in colonies that tend to get more populated every year. Unless, of course, something in the environment inhibits them from their exuberant growth because they're enthusiastic little guys want to just get out there and experience the world. There could be hundreds or up to thousands of shoots, depending on the size of the colony. And all these little guys, all these little shoots grow from buds that have overwintered. And they develop the previous summer on rhizomes, which are underground stems, for those of you who are wondering. And they remain dormant until the following spring. So despite all that seed that we, the milkweed plant propagates and disperses, the plants mostly come out from these underground rhizomes, right? Yep, this rhizome web grows and branches each year, never showing itself above ground and forming an extensive network out of which many individual shoots grow. The old colony on the south side of the spur road is actually one large plant. Are you, you serious? Compare it with individual with an individual tree, but instead of a growing woody trunk that extends upward and branches outward to create a lasting form, common milkweed branches underground. So botanically speaking, a colony is a clone like an aspen. The individual shoots are genetically identical, having originated from a single seed through vegetative growth. Oh my god, isn't that crazy, you guys? So when you observe what looks like an individual specimen of a common milkweed, one plant, the shoot you're observing is a one side branch of a much larger plant, namely that whole colony. And one, t- one hint of this larger unity is that milkweed colonies are usually quite uniform and differ from other colonies in characteristic ways, much like the aspen trees, which are also clonal organisms. And you will notice in the next month or so, as one clonal group of aspens goes off, it's bright yellow and maybe like up on coonskin, you'll see a bright yellow ground globular patch of aspen but all around it there's dark green green ones and those are a different colony and so milkweed are very similar that way where you see a milkweed colony that might exhibit shoots that are long narrow and distinctly tinged red another colony may have pointed tip leaves which may be nearby even but it's a different colony and a third may have especially deep pink colored flowers whereas another one has light yellow or light pink colored flowers such diversity right that's the fruit of life such characteristics are hereditarily anchored and therefore are common to all parts of the colony and as you drive into montrose you can see these different colonies along the barbed wire fence line usually on the west side of the highway where farmers have not sprayed along that barbed wire fence and so Speaking of sprays, those of you out there that like perfume and other sweet-smelling things, you'll notice that long before you come close enough to a colony to be able to see the individual flowers, you can smell that colony in full bloom. The sweet scent of the nectar-filled flowers carries far, like I mentioned. And as you approach the colony, you can see then these rich pink flowers flowering spears and a multitude of insects that go along with that smell crawling and flying around honeybees native bees such as bumblebees ants and a variety of butterflies move from flower to flower and umbral to umbral drinking nectar from the blossoms and along the way these guys are pollinating the flowers a strangely intricate process related to the complex anatomy of these milkweed flowers So with the multitude of flowers and pollinators, you would think that many fruits would develop, but this is not so. No, are fruits those pods? What? Are fruits those pods? Yeah, totally. Although one shoot may have between 300 and 500 flowers, only few develop into pods, perhaps 20 from all of those flowers. 
While flowering is a period of bursting productivity, pod development is slow and extended. During summer, the pods grow, and in their inner cavity, the seeds develop. Finally, by October, the pods have reached their full size and maturity. Wow. That is that fish-looking pod that we have all at least once in our life split open and let the seeds fly out in a firework display. The suture along the convex side of the pot splits open and the neatly ordered, tightly packed seeds seeds become visible. It looks as if an artist had laid the seeds out. With further opening of the pod, the seeds begin to fall and float away. Each seed has a lovely white silky extension. They're called commas that allow them to be carried by a breeze. Even though, as seeds go, common milkweed seeds are significantly larger and heavier than those of the other field species. And the good news, even though this is all good news, because you're learning so much cool information about um, milkweeds. The good news is that each pod is full of many seeds. One study gives an average of 250 seeds. So that in a colony of, say, like a thousand shoots, hundreds of thousands of seeds will spread into the environment. And in a few weeks, you will start to see these small parachutists floating in the air, starting in lower elevations in Montrose. And actually, our patch of milkweed on the valley floor will start to send seeds out in... About October, right, Mom? Actually, yes, in October for Telluride because we're up at close to nine thousand feet. But last week we were shopping at City Market, and were we? I could see the parachutists, the little white comas, floating around in the parking lot as we were loading our groceries. So. And she just whipped out her camera and started snapping away like a proud wrapping parent. up the life history of milkweed in this sketch of its life history we can see how through flowering common milkweed is characterized by exuberant vitality vigorous underground rhizome growth and the production of numerous flowers that secrete copious amounts of nectar and then after flowering it pulls back and concentrates its vitality into formation of seed pods but each swells into a large pod that houses a multitude of seeds that actually spread. That's what seeds do, after all. Yet only a few of them form new colonies. This is just, I love hearing this, guys. Milkweeds, milkweeds, not milkwings. Um, milkweeds are like a keystone plant species because so many insects depend on them. And milkweed flowers are visited by a multitude of insects that are in search of their nectar which they find in generous supply with their milkweeds. Um, Milkweeds you can think of as like a steaming bean for the valley floor. Not only is the nectar very rich in sugar content, being up to 3% in sucrose, but the supply is also renewed over the life of the individual flower. Milkweed flowers produce much more nectar than many insects feeding on it could ever remove. And bees, butterflies, and a plethora of insects come to visit these juicy nectar-laden flowers. These are very important sources of nectars for many animals. Milkweeds are the heart of a pollinator garden and the heart of a healthy plant community. Their decline, obviously, is a growing concern to many botanists across the country. Yeah, because if you look... If one looks at a milkweed colony from the perspective of the insect that feed on these flowers, it's contributing significantly, significantly to the vitality of those animals. Right. And the nectar also attracts ants and small beetles that usually contribute little towards their pollination, but they get the benefits of that ample nectar supply. And nectar is taken by 15 different orders of insects, including one hummingbird species. And it's usually taking during the day, but there's also the night uh, nocturnal moths, which will come 
and take nectar. And basically, milkweed then teams with life. Insects may nibble on the leaves and flower buds or yummy, drink yummy. some nectar, and then they might move on to other plants. As predators, they may, like many insects, hide in the thicket of milkweed stems, leaves, and flowers, waiting for their prey of flies and small bees. It's like some guerrilla warfare. And then there are milkweed specialists, which we will discuss in our next edition. Part of two. Voices of the Valley Flora and Fauna that feed almost exclusively on milkweeds. So milkweed provides food and a microhabitat for a multitude of organisms. Its exuberant growth in rhizomes, stems, leaves, flowers, fruits, and seeds allows abundant insect life to orient around it. Yeah, baby. And one could actually consider the milkweed an extended organism, as Craig Holdrich has proclaimed this plant. This is precisely because so much life centers around it. The milkweed is truly a superhero of the plant world and a botanically valuable resident on our valley floor. Be sure and look out... Um, on your little walk for your own special colony on the south shoulder of the Spur Road, short before Eider Creek, condos as you are entering town. Soon their white coma will be carrying valuable seeds across the valley floor, and you don't want to be missing out on that, so keep your eyes peeled, lady and pe- peeled, ladies and gentlemen. Whoops. And... Stay tuned next week to learn about the fascinating co-evolution of the milkweed and the insects that depend upon this extended organism for life. Yeah, baby. Thank you. Thank you, Coda. Coda.